0: everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch. David. Second show in a row. Second show in a row. Yeah, we're... We're we're,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're
0: recording two shows tonight. Yeah, I'm a
1: little lubricated now. <laughs> yeah, so really this show might be he's, a little
0: interesting. I've only had a couple. Deeper yeah. into the sauce. I've
1: only had one bush
0: light. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a full bush. And here I am.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's bush heavy. That's yeah. not bush light. Yeah,
2: usually by are now your Dave would be in no. his truck, all like halfway down the road by now.
1: But those
0: are those are the ones that we hand out on Halloween. Notice, Bush beer, notice the orange camo?
1: Bush beer camo can. Yeah. I stole that out of Mitch's fridge. I've only had one.
0: We, uh, I shouldn't say that. Halloween comes around. We got like a bowl of candy for the kids. We got a cooler of beer for the adults. And now it's Christmas. We treat it like a little marketing thing where we put a Smedley plumbing koozie on the on the beer and dun, hand it dun, to dun. the adults. Have you yeah.
2: noticed, have you ever like gone through the, the Heinz ketchup during Halloween and it says tomato blood instead of tomato ketchup? What? Next time you're in Quintrip, look at the ketchup they sell. It says tomato blood because it's leftover from Halloween. Are you fucking kidding me? No, I am mean, it's hilarious. Is That's that funny? Real? Yeah. Next time you go, yeah, next time go to Quintry, yeah, it'll say tomato blood.
1: You know what? I haven't
0: So for the listeners of this show that don't know what Quick Trip is, is, that's the most popular gas station around the Kansas City area. So
1: First off, if you don't have a Quick Trip, you're uncultured okay. shit.
0: What's the What's <laughs> the one shit. What's it the one nuts. in Texas? Bu- Bucky's Bucky's Buxie's is it? Bucky. Bucky's <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. I didn't Apparently <laughs> it's pretty badass gas station. <laughs> know,
1: dude, t- the show is taking a wild left turn, and we don't know well, what Austin, we're talking about. Austin's
0: already fall out of his chair God, over there because I mispronounced it. Uh,
1: Buckeyes, Buckeyes, Buckeyes. Mitch kinda, has a thing he with has his, his s's. Ohio State Buckeyes. He has a thing
2: with his is It's like business bucksies. Does he?
1: Yeah, it's, is he has this thing
2: with the S's.
1: so long, I don't know what he's talking about.
2: Well, I ride in a van with, old. Oh, I don't hardly anymore, but I used to ride in a van with him like every day, so I would just hear his, his patterns, and the oh, way he so pronounced his stuff. So what
1: the fuck does he get paid for every nothing. day Nothing, I sit at the house nothing. and do
0: nothing. Yeah, it's like a welfare kid.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I borrow him? I mean, I got shit at the house I can do. <laughs> no, he's, he's
0: busy doing nothing. <laughs> I'm yeah, so busy. Him. I'm taking him. He's coming over to my house.
1: <laughs> We're going to shoot, you know what, maybe I'll do some guitar videos. You're going to chop yeah, wood? We'll no, I'm going to make him cut my wood.
0: <laughs> there you go. I'll Whoa, video him.
1: Can we get a little more context for
0: some of our viewers?
1: <laughs> nah, you know what? Bring your wife yeah. in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, shit.
1: <laughs> I'll video whatever you need me oh, to. Oh, <laughs> boy. Back on
0: topic. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> uh, what Dave, are we talking
1: about today, dude?
0: We're going to talk about three topics. Topic number one is going to be dealing with random failure. Okay. Topic number two is called Fuck Your New Year's Resolutions. Just <laughs> <laughs> lots
2: of primer on that one.
0: I don't understand. <laughs> Why are you so emphatic? <laughs> and topic number three, this is pulled out of David's own hat. This topic is Mitch's wife owns his ass.
1: Oh, yeah. She so, does. do you want to start with that? What do you want to start with? We're going
0: to, well, let's end with that one. How okay. about that?
1: Okay. So, a couple of drinks and we'll get right into. It.
2: <laughs> nice teaser there. Yeah. They so, got to stay till the end.
0: Let's do, some, uh, let's do some background or some premise about topic one dealing with random failure. Where this came up from was um, the Chiefs. Uh, Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs recently had two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Recently had a very poorly timed fumble, which is very out of character for Travis Kelsey. We ended up losing that game. He put a lot, put a lot of that onto his shoulders because which he yeah, he should have. Right, right, man. I mean, there's plenty of other first issues off, in the game. But first off, that
1: whole mentality of oh, don't that one thing didn't cost us the game? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay, that's just like. You know, oh, uh, well, I didn't pay my taxes, and they shut my company down, but that one thing, no. It it was that one thing. That one thing was you had to pay your taxes. Right. It was a bunch of little things that added up to it, yep. but it was one thing.
0: Yep. Okay. How we, how we do one thing is how we do everything, right? Right. So...
1: Yeah. He yeah. lost the fumble. They lost the game. He owned up to it, yep. which he should have. Yeah. And I got mad. He's he's going to be the greatest tight end in the history of the NFL. Yeah. That That's where he's headed. Yep. Okay? And he fumbled and he lost the game who, yeah. it's in the past right yeah
2: it's over well if you own up
1: your mistakes the
2: then you're able to then once you like rock it you could also take credit for that too yeah like a loser
1: if he fumbles and loses the game like it's his first year it's like they loo- it's either like they, <laughs> the guy who's either like it's a, the guy who always like oh it's th- uh like they lost or we win you know it's like no, when you're yeah, when you're a superstar, you can say no, I lost. We lost. I lost that game for us.
0: Yeah, and,
1: yeah. and that's. I mean that teaches everyone something. Yeah. Everyone on the team is like, oh man, he just came out and said, no, I did it. Yeah, because they're sure. all thinking they're all thinking. Oh, you know what? I can't do that. You know, because I'd get cut, or you know, I'd do this, and the coaches are going to stand up for me. No. You can you can come out and say that people respect that, yeah, we've kind of lost that in this culture, well yeah. it,
2: it makes your success that much better because if you're not the one failing, and then if then there's like nothing to come from, it's kind of like what the Biden administration did, where it's like, Uh-oh. oh, the gas prices aren't our fault, but whenever they're whenever they're going back down, oh we did, we did such a great job, it doesn't mean anything
0: right
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it means something when you. That's you're loser. Exactly
0: right. That's just loser mentality, right? When things are going wrong, you blame other people, but when things are going right, you take all the credit for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, every organization has had that loser in the organization, mm-hmm. and everybody knows who that is. Like, you're probably listening to this show thinking, yeah, that was... You know, it's it's always like a like a, a Brian, right? Like, oh, it's fucking Brian. It's like either a, like a Brad, you know, like the douchebag chose, James, like Brad, <laughs> <like, laughs> Brian, that
1: you said Brian.
0: Well, you know, any like, name, like, right? there
1: was, so like the Royals, I think it was Buddy Bell was their manager, and one guy came out and he's like, you know what, screw, but he's obsessed with losing. Because that's all he would talk about. Right. We lost because of this. We lost because of that. We lost, lost, lose, lost. Well, that was his mentality. Mm-hmm. Was being a loser. Right. Eventually, you have to say you have to come out and say we're done losing. We're gonna start winning because of these factors. Right. And we're gonna turn the corner. But no, he got fired and should have been. I don't know if it was Buddy Bill. I I don't think that's his right name, but
0: right. This episode is brought to you by Field Pulse, the official field service management software provider of The Void. Field Pulse allows you to organize your customers, your employees, your jobs, and your revenue with ease. Field Pulse is the perfect option no matter if you're a business of one or 100, and their plans start at just $99 a month. Check out the link to Field Pulse in the description of this show. So, there, you know, Travis Kelsey came out you know, and it was actually on his podcast that he does with his brother and he, they were talking about it and they were talking about like, what do you go from here? How do you, what, you know, where's your head at and all this stuff. And I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly how he said it, but he, he basically said, you know, aside from like squeezing the hell out of the ball, he's not going to change anything because if he put too much focus on never fumbling again, it would ruin him as as the like what you said, the guy on pace to be the best tight end in NFL history. Yeah. It it would ruin like he would not be as adventurous. He would not be as creative because all of those all of his things focus
1: would be on holding on to the ball. Exactly. And he even said in that, um, I'm not gonna practice like he said, I will make a mental note this week to hold on and, you know, do it. But I'm not gonna make that my sole investment at practice Yeah, to do that all the time because then that just makes me that guy. Yeah. And I'm not that guy. Yeah. I don't fumble. I don't, I'm the best. Yeah. And so I'm going to, yeah, this week I'm going to just make sure that I'm conscious of it and then I'm going to move on. Yeah. And that's the whole point. That's why we bring it up on the show. The whole point is don't focus on the negative things right focus on the positive things yeah okay you know make the correction and move on with your life
0: yeah and and so like for travis kelsey you know what is he five straight thousand yard reception seven seasons? seven okay
1: seven get your facts right so
0: so he goes to every game you should know Damn.
1: Oh, Damn.
2: that's, that's so my well. arrow on Mitch. I, was waiting, that's, I had that's, that one the, that's
0: the spine. downfall of going to every game is you don't get all those stats.
1: Yeah. You're not
0: sitting on, on yeah. your
1: ass at home watching the games, which is frankly what I do. Yeah.
0: So, you know, he's, okay, seven straight 1,000-yard seasons,
1: okay? Yeah, I think that's what he's up to. Um, right?
0: So, if he puts his sole focus on never fumbling again, well, he might not have 1,000-yard seasons now. They might be 650 or 750 or 800-yard seasons, yeah, but he'll, he won't fumble, right? Well, right. what's what's better? Uh, an 1100-yard season where you fumbled once or a 600-yard season where you didn't fumble? I'll take the 1100 every fucking time. Yeah. Right? right. So, um, And that's the mentality.
1: Is don't don't let one mistake change who you are.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: if you're successful and you have one bad thing happen, you had one job where you flooded the kitchen and the basement dropped. Right. Basement ceiling drop. Don't let that become who you are. Right. Don't try to micromanage your guys so bad that that doesn't happen again. Yeah. Just take it as an outlier and say, hey, look, this happened. Guys, we got to pay attention to what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. And just move on.
0: Yeah. It's, it's part of it. It's not
1: going to happen every time that guy goes out to that house. It's just right. not. Right. And you, it's really hard to, especially when you're first in business, to not dwell on the negatives. hmm
0: You mm-hmm. know,
1: especially if it's in your first year and something really bad does happen. Yeah. Do not let that become who you are.
0: Right, right.
1: And it's hard to mentally, you know, differentiate yourself from, okay, that's that just is something that happened versus we did this. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. There's So there's a lot of people that... Um, l- let me give you a prime example of, like, in our business, how dealing with random failure affects us. Um, we are... Nearing the end of our relationship, so to speak, with our CRM or our field management software, and so I'm looking at other field management softwares to 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 employ in our business, and I have a couple of hot button items that um, uh, that that I'm upset that our current CRM does not do well. Foolish people would go into looking for a new CRM, solely focused on, "Oh, you do these three things that my current one doesn't?" Cool. I'm using you. Right? Right. Well, meanwhile, they may be flat missing the like missing the other 11 the other 11 to 15 or 20 things that yeah. they love about their CRM that this new one might not do. Right, So yeah. they may actually be stepping backwards.
1: You might lose 11 to gain three.
0: Yeah, they're so focused on fixing this that yeah. they lose everything else, all these other features, right? And so one of the CRMs that we're looking at is FieldPulse, ironically, sponsor of this show. Um, they, It's really cool, the conversations that I've had with them, because they know this is not going to be a fast process for me to switch. They know that we are a, a growing company and that I'm not making a decision for a CRM Like, I'm going to make the decision for a CRM soon. However, I'm not going to make the decision based off of, like, last year's performance or this year's performance. I'm trying to make the CRM decision based off of where we're going to be in four or five years. Because switching CRMs is a pain in the ass, especially when you have a lot of customers and you have a lot of data that has to get migrated over. Yeah. And so.
1: A lot of times you got to. You got to enter that stuff one at a time.
0: A lot of, uh, I like mean, don't, they
1: don't they don't just say, "Hey, let's make it easy for people to switch." No, yeah. they don't. They yeah. want you to be locked in.
0: Yeah. So, um, um, you know, dealing with the the transition and the migration of all that information and everything is one thing, but also making sure that. I'm not so focused on the one random failure of, of one thing that I'm giving up the goat on everything else.
1: You have to sit down and say, I like these 15 things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What, you know what I mean? And 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 so it
1: has to hit all of those buttons for you to switch.
0: Yeah. Right. If I, so as I've been, I've been on the, on the phone with a couple of different CRMs. Um, I've kind of got it narrowed down to two or three of them right now. One of them is field pulse. And, um, uh, Field Pulse is really cool and really accommodating. They're answering every question I have, but then they're also going next level. And I am i don't know if other people do this. I've told them flat out, like, I would love to come and sit down in person and get a hands-on. Like, it's one thing to get shown stuff over Zoom or yeah. Google Meetings or whatever. It's another thing to get to be clicking the keys and to get the hands-on experience well, yeah, with
1: be- it. Yeah, because it's easy for someone to know where everything is at.
0: And, and make the, it look easy. And
1: make it look easy. And right. then you're looking at it on your own and it takes you forty five minutes because it's not user friendly. Yeah.
0: Right. Um also too, I, I'm I'm getting a u I'm I'm getting set up to go visit somebody in the field that's already using field pulse so I can actually see it not from the field pulse side of things. But from the user side of things, how
1: they're using it.
0: I'll go sit with a company. Their pros and cons. Yeah, I'll go run a call with a technician and see how he navigates his tablet. I'll go sit with the office and see how they input calls. I'll go sit with the bookkeeper and see how they handle the reconciliation of the money and the inventory and everything else. And and you're actually seeing it used in the field rather than kind of the sales pitch side of things. Right. And and the neat thing is with Field Pulse, they're they're totally accommodating to all that. So all, here in like a week or two, I'm going to be down in their office like checking it out with them, and then they're in the process of finding a customer for me to go and check it, it out for it too. And
1: that's why we're going to let them sponsor the show.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, mean, so, I shouldn't say
1: let them. It's, be gracious that they're – I mean, we're glad they're going to be sponsoring the show. Yeah. Right? For yeah. us, it's great. But we wouldn't let them do that if we didn't think that they had great customer service right off the bat. Exactly. You know, before we even know you know, the ins and outs of every. Their customer service, let's be honest, what we talk about on the show all the time, customer right. service. Customer service. That's what we're right. based on, customer service and, yeah. and how your company works with people and how you're part of the community. That's the number one threat, the yeah. number one thing, right?
0: Yeah. And so we, um, uh, you know, as as Dave was saying, field polls came to us, and they, ironically, it, it just kind of happened. At the same time that I'm looking for a new CRM, they came to us and said, hey, we – might want to partner up with you guys and do something. And and I'm like, hey, ironically, I'm looking for a new CRM with our company, right? And so <laughs> yeah, right. Out, outside of all of that, um, it's what it's me looking for a CRM has gotten to see the full experience of what, what you get when you're shopping for one and everything else and how well they take care of you and yeah. and everything else. And so their customer service is like second to none, which is awesome because I pride ourselves on customer service. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we'll get to learn a lot more. Like I've seen all the tutorials. I've been through hours of tutorials with them and everything. Um, but, um, I'll get to see it hands on here real soon and, and, you know, go from there. So
1: yeah, and pretty, and, and we, pretty sweet thing. We wouldn't recommend it to people to listen to the show if customer if, service wasn't their number one yeah, thing.
0: Yeah. Right. Like rest assured if we have a sponsor of this show, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean we're using that person in our businesses, but it means we would, if we had the opportunity or if things, worked correctly yeah, right it
1: was so stupid we didn't think we were gonna bring it up like this this soon right we thought it was gonna be a couple more weeks but you know just kind of sometimes things happen but you know they're gonna start sponsoring the show we're gonna start you know giving out a link where the listeners of the show can go and download it and Start using it and asking yeah. us questions, and it I mean it's going to be a really great po- sponsorship for the next year, hopefully. Yeah,
0: if you look in the description of this show on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or Apple, if you go to that description, you'll find a link to Field Pulse in there. And if you want to check them out, feel free. Um, the cool part about it is um, they don't extort you for money like a lot of the other guys do. Their their programs start at $99 a month, which is it's super cheap. That's super cheap. That's less than what I'm paying now. Now, to get their program at the level I need it, um, they, they charge per user. And so to get the program at the level I need they it... all
1: char- Don't they all charge per user now?
0: Some don't. Some are like a flat fee. Like, but, but
1: it's up to so many users usually.
0: Yeah, it, but you got to keep in mind, with a flat fee comes fixed uh, results, right? Yeah. And so uh, the ability to scale the price based on user is kind of really... Your better software is going to do that.
1: Right. Um, and we're not trying but, to turn this into a sales show. But Gosh, no. No, no. kind of went that way. I don't yeah. know what happened. So Mitch is in charge. Just, if you don't like it, just send him emails and say, I mean, Mitch, what are you doing?
0: It's it's how to correlate dealing with random failure with real stuff in business. Right. And and I've got a couple of uh, very regular failures with our CRM, and then it's caused me to want to fix And so in shopping for that, I'm keeping my eyes open to make sure I don't lose all of the other things I'm kind of taking for granted. Right. So um, topic number two. What do you got? Surprise me. Fuck New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. Dave and I disagree on this topic, but um, here we are getting towards the end of the year and people are, you know, kind of thinking, oh, what's going to be my New Year's resolution? Um, I am of the mindset that if you are the type of individual that puts a high and heavy weight on New Year's resolutions, you have probably never successfully achieved your New Year's resolution. Um, I was having a conversation
1: with—I I bet the failure rate's like 85 percent.
0: Yeah, I was—I mean, probably. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and they were talking about, you know, oh, I just—I just can't wait for the new year to get here because I'm going to start this new thing and it's going to be perfect. And and they're like the, literally the only thing that's keeping them from starting now is the fact that they want it to be their new year's resolution. And I'm like, really? What, whatever problem you're trying to solve, if you're if you if you're like, I'm going to wait three weeks and then I'm going to get on it. That problem probably isn't that big of a problem to you for one or for two. You're just really lazy. Like the, the idea that you would wait to start something. If it's that important for you to start, why wouldn't you start right now? Mm hmm. You know, I mean, let's, let's say it's quitting smoking, you know, that's, that's probably like quitting smoking and losing weight are probably the two most popular New Year's resolutions, right? Probably. Or, or getting out of debt,
1: Quit drinking. which,
0: <laughs> which ironically,
1: <laughs> I'm not a quitter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, ironically, like, let, let's say the debt one, right? I'm gonna get out of debt starting January 1st, but right now I'm I'm financing Christmas. It's all on credit cards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, like
1: okay, the so timing that is, of that's horrible. That's totally different. That's like you're using it as an excuse to negate what you're gonna do yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna yeah. have it as my
0: New Year's resolution so I can fuck on away. No, you well, know. That,
1: well, it's kind of it's kind of like I'm gonna quit cheating on my wife right after Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean.
2: Well, it's kind of like not for yourself too, because you're not even giving yourself the running star It's like I'm gonna skydive it before I'm. To shove this whole ten-inch pizza in my th- in my face before I jump out of the plane,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it, and my disagreement is, I think that a lot of people, like for myself, and I don't ever, I don't know if I've ever even made like a New Year's resolution, but I've made tons of resolutions and things I've done when I've said, okay, at the first of the month, I'm gonna I'm gonna start do the, doing this. Yeah. And I've done it. Yep. You know what I mean? And for me, it's not so much. That I'm using it as an excuse to get there, I will say it is probably part of the mental preparation for me to get there. Like, I don't ever make a snap decision one way or the other. Right. Like, I usually have to think about something. So if it's if it's the middle of the month and I'm thinking, okay, next month I'm not going to spend any money on this, or I'm not going to do this. It's like, until I get to the first of the month, I'm preparing myself to, hey, okay, so... At this point, I'm going to start. Yeah. And it's not – I'm not trying to get away with anything until then. It's just I'm getting ready, and then when that starts, I can be full bore go. Yeah. And I think that that is kind of what the New Year's resolution is supposed to be. But like Mitch said, most people are using it as an excuse to do bad things from during November and December, and then they're going to, quote-unquote, straighten up their attitude – but they're literally using it as an excuse. But I, like for me personally, if if I told Mitch, Mitch, at the beginning of the year, January one, dude, I'm gonna start working out again and I'm gonna be yoked, I would do it. Like that's just my mentality.
0: You know what I mean? I would say. See, I would say I'm gonna. Why do not it. start tomorrow? You know what I mean? Like
1: because of what I just said. I have literally. It takes me. And I'll give you another example of this. It ta- I have to mentally prepare myself for things. I don't know if it's the way I was raised. I don't know if it's the way I am. I don't know what it, like in the mornings, when I wake up, it takes me, like most people, like Mitch wakes up and I bet in 20 minutes he's full bore. <laughs> I should, you know what? I I, said, I poor choice of words. Quarter of that. But he has to take pills.
0: So he to <laughs> pills? What pill? I take no pills. Uh, I, meant, I meant. I'm like the liver king. I'm I all meant, natural, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say.
1: I meant mentally, he wakes up and in 15 or 20 minutes, he's ready to go, like work wise. Oh, yeah. Like he's dressed. He's he's raring to go. If people aren't answering the phone, he's like, hey, what the hell? I'm up. Everybody else should be up. Yep. When I wake up in the morning, it dude, it literally until I am at full ready to just destroy everybody. It takes me a good hour and a half. I'm serious. You're
0: suicidal for the first hour. I'm,
1: I'm not only... You're su-
0: neutral for the next half hour.
1: I'm not suicidal. <laughs> I'm killing everybody else in a mile
0: radius. You're a suicide bomber. And
1: then I'm suicidal <laughs> after
0: that. And, then, and that's just...
1: And I don't know... Listen, I wish that when I got up, I was just like in the best mood ever, and I was just ready to go in 20 minutes. But yep. I'm not. I mean, it's just... I I don't know what it is. Yeah. I've never been able to figure it out. I've tried everything. And that. that being said... I still wake up at 5:15, despite the fact that if anyone approached me other than my wife, I would kill them. <laughs> there would be blood fucking everywhere, and
0: I still do it. Your poor daughter. I'm mentally. She doesn't <laughs> until 7:30. I'm mentally strong
1: enough to be like, okay, I just, I have to do it. I know I have to do it to be successful. I'm going to get up and do it. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm ready to do it. Yeah. But so for personal things, for personal growth, for personal projects, a lot of the time I will say, like even in the springtime, I'll say, you know, if I'm thinking I'm going to plant some trees this year, I don't start right then. I think, okay, on this day, I'm going to start. I'm Mm going to start May 1st. Does that mean I have to go out and get the trees May 1st? No, that means i got to go out and get the trees before well, May 1st. So some of and that— so that I'm prepared, and on that day, just—that's how everything in my life works.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. some of that comes down to, like, like, physical timelines, right? You can't plant trees in February. I mean, oh, it just doesn't make sense. That's an
1: excuse. Of what—you're uh, just trying to— Invalidate my point. I, I could have said June. It doesn't matter. You can plant trees fucking whenever.
0: Yeah, like there, like there are some things that you do have to wait for a time of the year to do, right? Right. Like, like d- most. You missed I, my point. No, I get it. I get it. Do y- you? Yeah, you need. <laughs> now, I, I will say you have a incredibly successful track record of achieving things that you've set your mind out to. Yeah. You don't fail on resolutions, right? No. So it does mean something a little bit different to you. Yes, you you also said you've never set like a new year's resolution. No, right. I haven't. No, so I, haven't. The, I, I guess what I'm, what I'm speaking to is the heart of the individual and the mind of the individual who thinks there's something magical about January 1st. Like I'm yeah. going to quit smoking. Well, how about you just quit now? Like,
1: but I need those last it, two packs. Bitch. It probably, <laughs> it
0: probably be a lot easier to not smoke on January 1st. If you had a two week head start. That you could cut down. It yeah right. it, it'd probably be a lot mm. easier to quit drinking on New Year's like to to say I'm not going to drink on New Year's Day if you didn't even have to worry about drinking on New Year's Wish
1: Eve. I had a beer. Other than one.
0: Well, <laughs> right.
1: Well, in
2: China. If you're like you know in China, you got to wait till March.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> the, I mean, uh, imagine like I'm in China fucked up. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if
2: you like end up dying of like lung cancer because you're just like. Well, I was going to wait until January 1st, but, like, the smoking I did in December is what killed
0: me. But am <laughs> like so can prove
1: improve that. Here, yeah. Here's what's crazy
0: about you, – you look at old – like, I, I had this conversation the other day. This guy's, like, way crazy into fitness. I mean, like, way crazy into fitness. And he was hitting me up about, like, all this water purification. And he has an HVAC company, but they're dabbling a little – like – a lot of HVAC companies will cross into plumbing when they do water heaters because they're doing furnaces. They'll do a water heater and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's because plumbing's well, super easy. Oh, yeah. It's totally easy. So, Not um, as easy as
1: AC. <laughs> Come on, bro. But yeah.
0: I'm I can so, do both. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a double area in my own on. house. Are, are I got we, all three on my fucking belt. Are, are we all just going to flip our dicks onto the, the table here and see who's is bigger?
1: I got to I gotta <laughs> make sure
0: I'm shooting
2: arrows. I got to turn the camera I know on. I can win
0: this one. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, a lot of HVAC companies will incorporate all this stuff. Well, then uh, he texts me out of the blue and he's like, hey, what do you guys do for water treatment? We're looking at these systems and all this stuff. And the systems that he was looking at, I know the companies that sell them and it's very, very high pressure, like schemey, sleazy water treatment stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I told him flat out like, you don't need to do that. If you're wanting to get into anything, anything in, in our area, all you really need is water softening and like reverse osmosis filters. That's really about it. And and I, I explained the whole spiel to him and he's like, yeah, you seem pretty passionate about it. And I'm like, well, I'm a realist and I'm just saying- This is what I've seen, dude. This is what I've seen. And there's nobody who's spent the $10,000 on those high dollar water purification systems that- has five years from now said, oh, this was the best investment ever. There's there's nobody no. that does that, right? They get duped into buying it once, yeah. By somebody who tries to convince them that the water they've been drinking for all 45 years of their life is going to kill them, mm-hmm. even though it's never killed anybody else, <laughs> and and now all of a sudden you need yeah. this, right? Yeah. So anyway, he launches into this whole thing about how he's big into fitness and he's he's re- like he's like way way deep into, you know, I'm removing this chemical from my body and I'm all about keeping this chemical out of my body. It
1: makes you soft, man. Yeah. This, yeah. It, it was just all
0: this stuff, and and so I said, I'm like, you know. I got a feeling like health is important right but look at the old population of the world you you, the elderly population you don't see many obese elderly people but there's a whole lot of elderly people that are smoking there's a whole lot of 90 year olds that have been smoking for 70 years and they're still kicking yeah I don't think smoking is that big of a killer I think obesity is a giant killer
2: well, yeah, people right? in, like, South Africa, like, just drinking mud water. They live for forever, so it's just, like, <laughs> no, they're no. fine.
1: I'm not going to say anything, because yeah. smoking kills a lot of motherfuckers. I mean, I don't know by I no mean.
0: means is this an advocate saying, like, smoking is okay, right? I'm just saying... No,
1: I think I think that the chemicals that they... So so they get tobacco out, and they spray a chemical on it to strip all the nicotine and everything and all the shit off of it. And then they add, it goes through another conveyor where they spray the right amount of nicotine on it. Mm-hmm. If they just let it be what it was, I think it would... Be a lot less harmful yeah. than the cigarettes that people are You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, they're trying to make it addictive,
1: right? Right. And I just, I mean, I think all smoking is bad. Yeah. Not that I don't, I'll have a Stogie once in a while. Right. Well, the plot hold the, the of that just statement call me is. Smedley. I mean, I just, you know, <laughs> but I, I think people make a really big deal, like you were saying, about stuff that isn't that important. Right. You know but, what I mean? I know lots of guys that are super fitness, and they, all they eat's protein and they go way over the top and they're crazy. And then they have a heart attack at 45 out in the softball field. And no one knows why. Right. Well, maybe it's cause you were jacked up on fucking chemicals, bro. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't pretend like everything I'm going to do is going to propel me to longevity. Right. It just, it, you know, sometimes you're overthinking yeah.
0: things. I mean, everyone has, and that's kind of my take on the fitness thing is like, yeah, I go to the gym a lot and you know, almost every day, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I do that almost more for my mind than anything else. Like, it's yeah, a... It, totally. it's mm. It's I mean, it's good to stay physically fit and active and all that stuff, but, like, the mental benefits mm. are, are, you know, I'm not mm. out there trying to look like a liver king. I'm not out there, you know, yeah. trying to look like the rock.
1: Did you see that that liver king oh, yeah. really got busted yeah. for well, testosterone? Yeah. And that's what, you know, so, like, when uh, UFC was first starting to get big mm-hmm. and chuck liddell and was fighting tito ortiz mm-hmm. you know like when you looked at chuck liddell like he just looked like a regular dude yeah and then tito ortiz looked like he was some kind of jacked mammoth yeah huge giant beast and chuck liddell knocked his ass out in like 30 seconds yeah because toughness has nothing to do with the muscle mass precision if yeah you know what i mean yeah being tough is totally different yeah and that's what like old people that are 100 are, they're just tough as shit. Yeah. And you just, I mean, certain people are a certain way and you can't micromanage yourself to be that
0: way. Yeah. You
1: just either are or you're not. Yeah. You know? What's
0: funny about the whole liver king thing is... So dumb.
1: That dude is, first off, I have mad respect for that guy because he's fucking huge. Yeah. I mean, do you know what kind of dedication it takes to take that kind of steroids and to work out? Even if he is taking steroids, I mean, that is still a huge dedication. Yeah. That
0: he probably huge. He probably could have made a lot more money selling steroids than to trying to sell his whole diet plan bullshit.
1: Yeah, he could have come so, out and been like, hey, take steroids because this, this is, is what the happens. Result. Right. Look, like, I'm fucking huge. Yeah. Well, this you kind know? of shows, like, there's
2: merit in, like... Being able to enjoy something, but not feeling like you have to go all the way
0: extreme. Yeah, I feel like it's just a lot of times it gets ruined when you go to the extreme. Yeah, and it's just oh, like with the, what the hell
2: thing and with 100 with, with anything. Ruined. I I went to go in college that he was this way with like material things, is he had to have the best thing in every category, and I found out in life that you kind of have to choose your three things you go to the deep end with and everything else. Like he had to have the best TV, the best guitar, the best shoes.
1: And just like, you can only have so many categories to go far in. You can have anything you want, but you can't have everything. Uh, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I know, it's the guy that has, so he buys his wife a BMW every three years and he has a BMW and then he has an airplane and then You know, he's got to buy the best of the best all the time, and then he has to sell his $130,000 house to build a new house, and for 10 years, literally, he's been doing this. Now he's got to build a Cracker Jack box in a subdivision somewhere because he spent all his money on shit that wasn't important. And the shit that was important was the house that you wanted to build 15 years ago. But, man, we just couldn't ever save up to build that house. Right. Well, why? Because you bought a new two new BMWs every five years. And, you know, you had to have, you know, the best of the best of everything. Right. And instead, you should have been spending your money on that house first, which was an investment. And then who cares? Right. You know, I say this on the show all the time. I drive a 12-year-old Silverado with 160,000 miles on it. Who cares? Yeah. It gets me where I need to go. Right. You right. know? My wife, we bought a used twenty eighteen Traverse. Who cares? Yeah. They're just getting us to where we need to go. Right. The real money is invested in retirement, is invested mm-hmm. in our home. Mm-hmm. You know, who cares what anyone thinks about the shit that you have.
0: The real money is financial matter. freedom. Right. Yeah.
1: We talk. We talk about we're it just, all the time. We're, yeah. I feel like sometimes we're just beating the dumbest shit into people's head over and over and over. Again. But it's the truth. Yeah. You do not need to drive around a hundred thousand dollar F450 dually King Ranch four door truck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not. You're not dragging around a fifth wheel. You're not dragging around a backhoe. You're not... What are you doing? Right. Save your money. Buy shit that's important.
0: Yep. Well, yeah. I just
1: can't send my kid to college. Well, no shit. Right. You spend all yeah. your money on crap you didn't need.
2: Yeah. Like, for us, it's
1: just like my what thing is doing?
2: like camera gear. So, guess what? Like, you we can't afford to go to Starbucks and get like the best coffee. So, it's like Keurig's. And so, Don't it's like... Like Starbucks. something... If you want to pursue anything in any capacity, like something has to give. You yeah. know? It's like for me, it's like... Church, family, and my wife, like, and then, like, filmmaking, and anything else is, like, so it's, like, less money on video games, less money on coffee, less money, like, like, something has to give because it's not possible to spend money
1: Yeah, I can't everywhere. buy cool guitars anymore because Leo plays soccer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what am I going to do? I like collecting guitars. I have, like, 12. Right. Okay? I love all of them. I play them all. Yeah. I, I really like, except for this one because it's here all the time. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, it, but I don't buy those anymore. Right. Because Layla plays soccer. Right. And for me, it's more important for her to have that than it is for me to have another piece of wood that doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the idea that that you're going to magically transform yourself on one magical day of the year, New Year's Day, is just...
1: Man, it we just got seems, way off of your topic, but no, I like it. I mean, <laughs> it's like similar. The,
0: the idea that you're you're magically gonna flip that switch on that day, yeah, is silly. And and then and then that drives the point like we started out talking with that you almost are cheating yourself until that day.
1: You're 100% cheating yourself until that day. I'm going to smoke
0: extra until that day, or I'm going to drink more Mm. until that day, or I'm going to get smashed drunk on New Year's Eve, but then by the time midnight rolls around, I'm putting the bottle down, and I'm never going to have another one.
2: Well, this goes back to what you were talking about a couple weeks ago. There's certain decisions that require multiple decisions. Like if you're a smoker, and you say on January 1st, I'm going to quit smoking, but all your friends are smokers, you yeah. have a smoking addiction. You just can't. Like you're going to kill yourself if you say, "I'm just going to not going to smoke." You're going
1: to be s- sweating in your house. So yeah. It's like well, that's the that's the friend thing that we talk yeah. about all the time. Yeah. 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 You got to fix you, more things. If you have thing. four friends that are millionaires, you're likely to be the fifth, right? Yeah. If you have four friends that are smokers, you're
0: likely you're to likely be the to fifth. be the fifth, right? The same right? thing
2: with like spending money is like if your friends are like out spending money, or if you're in a situation where it's like maybe you need to learn how to cook or find some sort of meal plan that works for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're not setting those things up, just saying, okay, I'm going to spend less money on food and January 1st comes around and you've done nothing to,
0: yeah. To me. So, so yeah. Like if you're going to quit smoking and, and you're planning on using, you know, a patch or Chantex gum or something like that to quit. Well, maybe you spend these last couple of weeks of the year Let's go, up, let's go. Let's go buy some Chantex.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's
0: go see if that actually does calm the craving.
1: And that's what I was talking about. Like yeah. I need time to mentally mode, prepare, right? right?
0: Yeah. Like I'm going to quit on it, January 1. Yeah. As he opens the bottle. I'm not. Well, for me,
2: like, I feel like, for me, I get anxiety and get stressed if I choose a specific day. So for me, like... It's easier for you to cold turkey it? Well, no, for me, it's easier to just do it randomly, like, and I'll make decisions just randomly and stick with it. It's like the weirdest thing. I'll be like, I'm going to start cleaning my car. full steps for that. Like, it'd be easier to say, hey, like, like what I was doing the other day, when you take your dog out, walk a few extra laps. Right. Start with that. Right. Or something. So, well, so for the and, guy
0: that wants to have a New Year's resolution of like I'm gonna get fit and I'm gonna work out and I'm gonna I'm gonna lose weight, right? Um, don't wait till January first and then hit the gym hard and heavy. For one, the gym's a fucking nut house after January. 1st, I bet it is. Right? Yeah. But outside of that, like spend these last couple of weeks of the year going for a walk around the block, getting yourself ready. to... To hit the gym, right? Spend these last couple of weeks of the year learning how to shop for healthier food, learning how to cook healthier food. Like that shit Mm -hmm. just doesn't happen overnight. It actually is a process to take yourself off of fast food. Mm -hmm. You can't just quit because then you're like, well, I don't know how to cook anything. Or I don't know how to cook stuff that's healthy.
2: Yeah, it took me like three so, years to get really like decent at cooking, and I'm so glad. For me, it's why I say it's random is like I'll work towards something good and like in a general direction, and it'll pay off. And I can look back and say, oh, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I learned how to cook. Right,
0: right. And there was no light switch moment, right? Mm-hmm. So um, let's say, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Let's say you're trying to get out of debt, right? Well, you don't have to wait until January 1st to stop being dumb with your money. Like literally right before Christmas is a great time to stop being dumb with your money. Don't buy shit for people that they're going to forget about in two weeks. I it's, mean if it's you that, could, if that if you happens could,
1: to me, I'm gonna be really pissed. <laughs> you, like that's like the ultimate if she test. Forgets it <laughs> two weeks, I'm gonna be really
2: pissed. That's the ultimate test. Like if you could if you can say no to some things in December financially wise, then that's like the that's the hardest month that you've got. You know what I'm saying? It's right. Like, yeah, right? Right.
0: So the the idea that we place all this importance on one freaking day of the year as if it's any different than any other day in the year is just absolutely asinine. Like I don't I don't have any idea how this comes to be as, like, some cultural norm that people accept. Like, like, oh, that's going to be your news – you're going to quit drinking? Cool. Are you're going to drink it up tonight, though, right? Like, Fuck yeah, dog. Like, <laughs> like, I'm going to drink it up tonight for the next two months. Mm. People embrace it. Like – well, come out with us on New because Year's people, Eve because you can't drink on New Year's Day. Like The
1: real problem is people are enablers. Yeah. So it, so if, if I go to Mitch and I say, and, and Mitch and I are drinking buddies, I'm like serious drinking buddies. We go out two or three nights a week. We have some drinks and go home. Every, that's our ritual. Mm-hmm. And I go to him and I say, Mitch, we're going to stop. Well, of course he's going to say, well, let's drink it up because he's he doesn't want me to quit right because we're friends and for him that's an escape and that's people are naturally enablers. It's just, Mm. there's something inherent in your nature there. The only way that anyone can quit anything or anyone can start anything or anyone can become great at anything is they have to overcome their own, mental insufficiencies. Yep. They have to be able to say, I am going to fucking do this and no one is going to stop me. Right. That is the only way it happens. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's drinking. It doesn't matter if it's eating. It doesn't matter if it's spending money. It doesn't matter if it's not going to church. It doesn't matter if it's going to too much. Ju- it does not matter what it is. If you cannot mentally do it on your own, Or through having a, maybe going to therapy and having a a mental coach, Mm -hmm. which could be a friend or an actual therapist, to help you get there. You can't do it. Yeah. Unless you decide, I'm not going to do this or I am going to do this. It doesn't matter what anyone says. You're not going to do it.
0: Now, it
1: just just is what it is.
0: Here's the business correlation to screwing over New Year's resolutions and, and it's a farce. In business, (laughs) if in, in business you start to realize there's places that you want to be, there's results you want to have, there's levels that you want to get to, you'll lie to yourself and you'll tell yourself you don't know how to get there when the whole time you know exactly how to get there. You just know exactly how much work it's going to take, and you're avoiding that work. The results that you want are hiding behind the work that you're avoiding, and you know exactly how much work it's going to take to do it. You know exactly what it takes to get to that level, and you're choosing not to do the work. Very similar to New Year's resolutions. You know exactly what it takes to lose weight. You know exactly what it takes to quit smoking, quit drinking, be financially free or you know whatever the case may be you're choosing not to do it and so when you put all that importance on that one day you're you're kicking it down the road you're procrastinating you're saying ah I'll be better tomorrow well greatness has a thief and the, the thief of greatness is good good robs from great every day out there right so the moment you say, I'll try to do that tomorrow, I'm good enough today, well, you just robbed from your ability to be great tomorrow and from today. So if there is indeed something that you want to get done in this world, if you want to quit smoking, you want to lose weight, you want to bulk up, or whatever the case may be, do not wait till New Year's Day.
1: That that might be the best thing you've ever said on this show.
0: It's I the, mean the fact
1: the fact that you I mean, because I do that, and I know that I do that. Yeah. Like, if it's something around the house, I'm like, I have to do that, and I don't do it, it's because I know it's a lot of work. Right. You know, and I think that, especially the older we get, the harder it is for us to do those kind of things, because... Literally, you've been around the block. Right. Okay, I worked service all this week, or I did new homes all this week. I'm exhausted. I know what it took to get those things done, and I know how hard it's going to be to get to the next level at home to do these things. So you don't do them. Right. You know what I mean? It's almost like the smarter you get, the less work you want to do. Right. Because you know how hard it was to get those things done. That's why I think a lot of... I'm going to go political just for a second. You know, all of these, the Republican Party is now the part of the working class. Mm-hmm. You know, and all these people are like, oh, well, you just need to pay a little more taxes for this, and you need to pay a little more taxes for that. Well, I don't want to because it, for me to get that money, I had to work a whole lot harder yeah. than someone who sat in an office. Yep. So I don't want to give that money up because I know for me to get more of it, I have to basically work myself the fuck to death – or have worked myself to death to get to this level. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't sitting around on a computer to, to make my money. So it's harder for me to just let go of it. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that, man, that was a really good point. I just, people,
0: people are very eager to spend, right? They don't realize that, that fortunes are made from not spending. Right. Uh, and, and so, if you want to become wealthy, you first have to learn how to not spend before you're going to become wealthy. Once you're wealthy, you'll realize that uh, spending money in the right areas or investing money in the right areas is actually very helpful, right? Uh, but uh, it all starts with learning how to not spend, learning how to not have the fanciest of everything, right? Yeah, you you for can sure. have anything you want, but you can't have everything type of thing. That's so. right.
1: You can have anything you want, but you can't have everything. Yeah. Even Elon Musk can have anything he wants, but he can't have everything. Right. He can't go buy China. Yeah. You know, he can't go buy Europe. Right. I mean, he can have a lot of things. He has a lot of money, but he can't have everything. Right. Then, too, I think, like...
2: I, I see it as, like, obviously, like, I've never drank alcohol or drink. It what? almost looks like, yeah, he's like, what? I, I see it as... Is that a real I, thing? Yeah, I've never yeah. drinking. Why do you so, think he passes
0: on your whiskey offers all the time?
2: Yeah, I don't drink. <laughs> well, because, frankly, that's,
0: <laughs> that's... It's okay. I mean, stuff so, stuff. So this is an observation.
1: Have, uh, first off, I have a greater respect for you right now. <laughs> yeah. I just... So
2: I say that to say this is, like, from the outside, drinking is it's not just an act from my, it's like a whole culture. So I think if you're a drinker and you want to really stop, hang out with someone like me or someone who's never drinking because it's like a whole like lifestyle can be built around drinking. Yeah. Like instead of going to the bar, go see a movie. Instead of like going out for beer, like learn to cook something or like go out for lunch. And so it's like, for me, my lifestyle was like, Way different than a drinker, not because he drinks and I don't, because it's just like he goes to places that I don't, you know.
0: Yeah, you, like, you get that far into it, and the only the only way, fun, for in your mind, the mm-hmm. only way fun happens is with a bottle in your hand. Mm-hmm. Whereas right. Whereas you, you need to hang around with somebody who has figured out a way to have fun without drinking. Yeah, it's like go see a movie, go.
1: Yeah, and, go there, skate and out. there are people that are like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't been out to a bar. In...
0: We, we were talking about that with.
1: <laughs> I don't even know the last time.
0: Mm-hmm. It was probably with me.
1: Well, it's the weirdest thing oh, ever. Yeah. Like, we mm-hmm. went out to Ada
2: one Chop House, and, like, the guys got up every 45 minutes to go smoke, and I'm just like, what are they doing? There's they food here. Are
1: all, all your ass smokers? Mm-hmm. A lot
2: of So just... Really? Mm-hmm. For me, it's from my worldview is, like, you kind of almost... <laughs> every one of them. If you kind of... Maybe you kind of use social pressure against you, like put yourself around people to where if you're doing something you want to quit, you're the only one doing it. So it's like, you know, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it just comes out to a, a specific level of discipline to pull that off. And, and in my view, if you're willing to wait until a certain day of the year to do that, you're just mm-hmm. a pussy. That's just the way I look at it. Like, uh, I'm going to wait and do it that day. Well, you're just procrastinating. It's
1: Hey, first, YouTube, <laughs> Hey, next YouTube video. Mm. Mitch and Dave, bare knuckle. Mitch is... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. He that'd called be, me a pussy on That'd the be show. a
0: stubborn festival I'm there. What are
1: we going to do? What, there'd be four people out there watching? Uh. All right.
0: So before this show, Dave was busting my chops.
1: What are we talking about? Because... Uh, Refresh my memory. We,
0: we recently... My wife and I got... Uh, uh, my wife and I got her a new car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, we flew to Chicago to get this car and then drive it home. Yeah, because we couldn't wait. That's a... uh, We couldn't
1: couldn't look around a little bit longer.
0: That's a... uh, How long did you look? uh, I'm making my
1: point right now, by the way.
0: Two and a half weeks.
1: Woo!
0: Looked for two and a half weeks. Yep. So... What did he freaking do? Dave is under the impression that this was all my wife's doing. He doesn't believe me that this was actually all my doing.
1: First off, I'm not under the impression of anything. I know the
0: facts. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yes,
1: I know the facts.
0: So, uh... About eight because, months ago. Because
1: I know for a fact that like two nights before you went, your wife came up here in the middle of the podcast and was like, I need you to be available tonight yeah. because we have to talk about this car because this is the last opportunity and we have to get this car. Yeah. And you only looked for two and a half weeks, which tells me what? That she owns your ass.
0: Now So. Yep. Eight months ago.
1: Do you pay her to be your secretary? Yeah. Does she answer the phone five days a week? Because why? Cuz she's so busy that she had to have help. Yeah. Cuz she owns your house. <laughs> we all know the truth, buddy.
0: So, about 8 months ago, to to Wah-wah. give you some perspective here on this car.
1: Oh, okay. Give me um, some perspective.
0: Uh, Dan- I love you. Daniel's car was having all these <laughs> I problems. Popcorn. It's it's it, Daniel's old car was giving us all these troubles. It's just a piece of shit. It it it's not a piece because of shit. it was an
1: 8500 dollars Ford Fusion.
0: It it had some shitty ass wheels on it. Ford makes some shitty wheels for Why a some Ford, Ford Fusion. fucking wheels, bro. Uh I've been through four sets of wheels on that car and none of them hold up. So, um uh we were chasing down a vibration on the car. I'm handy, so I'm trying to figure it out. We Is get the tires. Is she one of those
1: people that's driving like it's barely moving? She's like, man, it's got a vibration, Mitch. No, I mean, this Mitch, was. We got to get a new car, Mitch. No. Mitch. Yeah. Mitch.
0: This, this Mitch, was legit.
1: Mitch, at home, vibration's so, good. On the road, not so much. <laughs> we, we go
0: have the tires rotated and balanced. Vibration's still there have them checked to see if the wheels are bent because that's a common thing on this car. Uh, Is it from
1: her curbing tires or they just have yes. crap
0: wheels? It's, <laughs> it's, it's from hitting any, like you hit a black spot in the road that looks like a pothole and that wheel bends. Like it can't handle. You
1: can't buy steel wheels? <sighs>
0: I don't know if you could for that car or not.
1: They'll just aluminum is all you could get?
0: Yeah. And, Stop and it. It sucks. Stop it. So well, it's not
1: as bad. I have a friend
2: that like, has a church. If he gets, like, anytime he gets in an accident, he just buys a new car. Like, he never, like,
0: goes and gets repaired. <laughs> well, that's just a big accident. That's like, <laughs> but, so, so eight months ago, I'm, like, looking all over for, you know, I'm replacing the shocks and the struts in the back, and I'm replacing motor mounts, like, anything that could be causing vibration, I'm... I mean, this car's got over 100,000 miles on it, so I'm, like, going all ham into this, when right? When you
1: say vibration, what do you mean?
0: Like, you're driving down the highway, and it's freaking shaking the steering wheel, and it's shaking the seat, and it's shaking everything. Okay. So...
1: My truck does that. Yeah. I
2: don't give a shit. Well, the thing is, like, mine is, like, a 2012 Honda Civic, like, and it looks... Like, what's the <laughs> vibration? Is, this is it this?
1: fine. Like, I'm shaking the desk for people that don't know. Is it this? Yeah. I so, mean... So, so this... It, it, this is my point she owns you for so it, it's barely shaking this much and you literally are spending two hours a day looking for shocks and tires and wheels and what that the thing you just bought her in 20,000 miles 25,000 miles 50,000 miles it's gonna be doing this no won't. it's gonna be fucking vibrating just so. like this and you're gonna be get what are we gonna be doing we'll be getting a new car ain't we
0: You know, know, for my story, I've I've said about three sentences here.
1: Because I'm (laughs) the one that has valid points to make. Given your
2: track record, I mean, like three accountants, how many many videographers?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be on third (laughs) videographer.
1: (gasps) (gasps) For the record, I've told Mitch we don't need that. All we have to do is put the board right here and I can
2: just hit play. Next podcast will be just like a cell phone propped up. Okay,
1: guys. I got a camera, bro.
0: Eight months ago, I'm in the middle of chasing down vibrations in this car and I'm texting my wife photos of Jeep Grand Cherokees. I'm wanting her to buy a Jeep Grand Cherokee, and eight months ago she's like, "It's the shittiest car ever. I'm not buying one. They're ugly. Blah, blah 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 blah." Right? And and I'm sending her the nice ones, the SRTs, the fancy ones, like all around the board. And and she's just no 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 no. Well, then like a month ago, uh, she hits another pothole in the road, and it's like I've hit this. It's on Adams Dairy. I've hit this pothole a thousand times. Doesn't bend my rims. Bends the rims on her car. It's just that car's got the weakest rims ever. Steel rims. So, huh? uh, and I mean it freaking egged the thing out. Like, you're driving through a parking lot and that wheel was like, wah, wah, wah. Mm. And so she calls up to the wheel repair place and they're like, hey, Danielle. Like, they know her. Like, because that car just bends rims left and right.
1: And their computer says, bitch, the hits curve too much. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to buy some more uh, blinker lighter
2: fluid? Yeah, she, she got
0: like customer of the month four months in a row. Blinker
2: lighter.
0: So... You know, here I am texting her more pictures of that car or the, you know, Jeep Grand Cherokees because she wants like a, an SUV, but she wants a small SUV and that's kind of a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And so, uh, and I like the way they look and I've seen people, like if you get one with a V8 in it, I've seen people put superchargers on them and I'm like, Hey, they can make them pretty fast, right? Maybe you
1: should get a Mustang, get the fuck over it.
0: Uh, No, she does not want a Mustang. I meant
1: for you, dude.
0: No, oh, no. Okay. So anyway, um, a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, we're going to sell your car. Like. I'm just tired of it. We've had it for nine years. We're gonna sell your car. So uh, we've had it since it was brand new, but we're gonna sell it. So I put up a post on my Facebook saying, hey, we're thinking about selling Danielle's car. Um, within five minutes, there were three people that wanted to come look at it. And within five hours, it was sold and we had cash in hand. Wow. And I'm like, crap, my wife doesn't have a car now. <laughs> yeah, she does. She has your- well, she has 9-150. my truck, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so my
1: wife would have just been like, "I'm taking the F-150. You got to find something else. Right. Check those wheels. Check those wheels. <laughs> yeah. every, time, every time you pull in the car in the garage,
0: that car you're not going to bend them on That that those two wheels and tires are so freaking. She would find a way. No, no. on, on the, the truck. Yeah, hanging out On the track, No No. You'd break a wheel before you bent one. Yeah, but
1: if you broke one, it'd be you had to do something serious. <laughs> so
0: so finally she comes around on this Jeep Grand Cherokee idea, and I'm like, yes, cool. And so I wanted her to get, like, one of the fast ones so that I could have fun with it, too. And so we started looking at the SRT. And we, uh, we find one that's here in Overland Park. It's 40 minutes from our house. We go look at it. Salvage title. Things been road hard, put away wet. It's trashed. <laughs> these these <laughs> SRTs are not all that common, right? We find one just outside of St. Louis, four hours away. Salvage title things brand new. It's got it's a 2021. It's got like 10,000 miles on it. Salvage title. In oh, St. Louis. I'm like, my gosh, right? So, we find another one in South Missouri. Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT 20 Let's see. That one was like a 2019 with like 30,000 miles on it or something like that. And nowhere in the ad or anything salvage title. So, I'm like, "Hey, cool. We contact our bank, make sure we can, you know, get a better rate on the bank loan and all that stuff. So we contact the bank, go that route and um, I everything's approved. We're all good to go. I call the guy who's selling it. He works for a dealership. I say, I need you to send me a fax over, or a, a fax. <laughs> send me an email over of a scanned copy of the front and title, front and back of the title. Sends it over, salvage title. And I'm like, uh... uh. When were you going to tell me this was a salvage title? Oh, it said, it clearly says that on our website. And I'm like, well, it didn't say it on the website. I saw the ad on, which was like, ironically, like Carfax.com. Um, Ouch. Yeah. And so that deal fell through. So literally the closest one we could Man, find.
1: Two and a half weeks is a long time to wait. I'm surprised you waited that long. Man, it's what? just a long time.
0: The closest just, one. I, mean, I know,
1: it's just a really long time. Okay. I mean, that's like two years just waiting to get that car. Yeah. Man, it just took forever.
0: Well, when you're looking two for a, whole weeks. a Jeep Grand Cherokee SRT with low miles that's not trashed and that doesn't have a salvage title and that's white, now you're pretty limited on your options, right? Should we, so, have,
1: should we have maybe bought the car before we sold the other car? Yeah, maybe. Okay.
0: Possibly. Are, like, just S-R-T asking.
1: owners only drug dealers? Is that why they're all salvaged? <laughs> uh,
0: I think it's probably drugs and maybe auto theft rings. No, like... it's,
1: because in, it's because insurance is a fucking scam, and you wreck the car, and it does $5,000 worth of damage, and they just say, and oh, they total well, it's totaled. It. Yeah. And, and then to get the car back, and then get it put back together, now you have to have a salvage title, even though the frame's not bent. Yeah. It's complete fucking horseshit. And now the resale on it's garbage, which... And I don't mind buying one if I if I know I'm going to keep it for 15 years, I don't give a shit.
0: yeah, and here's the bullshit part about it. You go buy it, like you can get insurance on a salvage title vehicle, but it cost you an extra hundred dollars a month simply because it had five thousand dollars in damage in its history. yeah, right It's ridiculous, yeah, it's um, so stupid
1: it's easier to I don't know how they do it, but you can get a car a new VIN number.
0: I wouldn't even I mean to me that's too much work
1: people do it I don't know how it happens but like they do it for like big diesel trucks Mm -hmm. someone will buy one to salvage and completely rebuild the whole thing and they'll get a new VIN number for it set it on a
0: new frame or something
1: I don't know how they do it but if we could figure that out
0: yeah so Mm -hmm. uh, this one was the closest one that we could find
1: within two and a half weeks
0: Okay. Yeah. Closest one in two and a half weeks. You're just trying to get him
1: to bust, aren't yeah,
0: you? Yeah. I'm, just yeah. to, I'm
1: just pecking away at him well, like a woodpecker. Well, let's out
0: just there. say, what's gonna change in two and a half weeks? Like, oh, if I wait an extra month and a half, I might be able to find one that's an hour away instead of Chicago. Well, meanwhile, I went a month and a half without a car. Like, the price is not gonna drop much. The the quality is not gonna change because this car was like the car we got. great quality and everything else. So it at that point. It's, it's literally a one-day effort to fly to Chicago and drive home, right? So
1: Well, it's a one-day effort, so no work for two people. It's a flight ticket.
0: I got the time. <laughs> I put in the work. I, get, I got the time off. Well, and
1: you don't need the car. Well. You drive the Smedley plumbing van. Yeah, yeah. You do not need three vehicles.
0: Yeah, well, yes and no.
1: You i can't i can't
0: load the whole family i can't load both boys legally in this medley plumbing <laughs> i do from time to time but <laughs>
1: well, not boy, legally if you guys need to switch you hey, can take the plumbing van.
0: this is the benefits of being successful i can have two cars and not feel bad about it No, right? that's not the whole, that's <laughs> not
1: the that's not the point of the podcast the point of the podcast is your wife owns your ass
0: this was nothing of my wife Uh huh. so uh-huh.
1: the is that why she came up here that day and was like mitch no, you didn't see her
2: whenever she was like mad, furious. She came in, and the first person she saw um, was me. witness. <laughs> and the look on her face was like, I thought I wasn't in trouble. So I immediately pointed. I told her Mitch was over there because I was holding That's... the camera. It was our toilet video. Everything was set up. We had like little burritos out and little Which things. We the toilet. was way, that video awesome. Yeah. But yeah, she came in. So I we, almost thought it'd
0: it would be funny. cycling. We have this problem. <laughs> we have this problem in our shop. I pay for Wi Fi in mm-hmm. my shop, but Speci- well, I don't get cell service inside my shop.
1: Oh, it's a so, metal building. Of course, you don't.
0: Yeah, I don't I, get
1: it in my barn at home. I just it just doesn't work. I I'll, pay I'll get for a text Wi-Fi once in a while, but it usually just doesn't work.
0: I got a Wi-Fi router in my shop. Pay for Wi-Fi specifically so that I can have cell service in the shop. Doesn't right? Doesn't work that way. Half the time, yeah. you have to reset the Wi-Fi router to yeah. get cell phone service. Just doesn't work. And so I'll be in the shop for hours on end, and Danielle can't get a hold of me. And she was having it was like one of those days where everything hits the fan at work. And so she drives to the shop, hits a pothole on the way, bends her rim, and then she hands me <laughs> hands me the fire that she was trying to put out, right? Yeah. Well, and, she.
2: Well, the thing is, too, in the heat of the moment, no explanation would like would suffice. Like we could have said that we had just got done like saving someone from getting an abortion. Or like we like delivery.
1: babies from a burning bus. Yeah, and the
2: have been like a fuck. Oh, I, I was on the phones all day, and I, I just I hit a pothole, and nothing would have worked.
0: You guys make her sound to be like the worst ever. Well, I just know you didn't <laughs> see the look on.
1: Not ever, but you caved. Whatever he is, caved. No,
0: this has nothing to do cave. with caving. You cave. I sold her car out from under her. No, I caved. As soon as
2: I saw her face, I caved. I pointed. I'm like, Mitch is over there, because <laughs> she came in and, like you could tell like anything in her path was about to just get just
1: violated in front oh, of yeah. her she, she will go RBF and just everything's over yeah I mean everything's over
0: it's See, over you think I cave I got what I've been working for for eight months I got the fast Jeep SRT. I'm not buying <laughs> for one second. And, and I'll be honest with you. If you think that had to be all her for me to get the fast Jeep SRT, then great. Yeah, go ahead and keep believing that was all her. <laughs> keep believing it because I got the cool Jeep this,
2: SRT. Mr. 4D chess player over here.
0: <laughs> I mean, you keep thinking that all I, you want. I knew oh, from the beginning man. two years
1: ago is my yeah. plan. I knew that I would beat you eventually. Yeah. <laughs> For me, for underwater chest,
0: I'll let you keep thinking it. It's okay. So. It's <laughs> it helps them okay.
2: get to bed at night, and yeah. me.
0: So now oh, that no, you've man. now that you've heard a whole lot more about my life than you probably ever want to. Uh, that actually wasn't the most not,
2: revealing thing I've ever heard. No, well, that's good. No, not. yeah, that's actually probably like one it's of the probably more probably
0: that rash that's next to my left nut that's the most revealing
2: uh,
1: thing.
2: Is
0: that
2: a rash <laughs> <or> a <obese>? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever tell the story of, this this is totally off topic, that guy's house you went into and you found feminine products in his toilet, and his wife actually didn't do them.
0: Yeah, so... <laughs> We, That's uh, brutal. This was when I was working for somebody else. We got a call for a clogged toilet. I bring toilet. that up all the
1: time and tell people. I'm like, Dude, do you want to hear something fucked up? Yeah. Dude. Like when they say something, man, I had a, I had a toilet or I had this in the house. I'm like, you want to hear the most fucked up thing ever? Dude, and yeah. I tell them that story. I told my wife that and she just had her mouth open. Like, yeah. it's just like,
0: Ugh. So we get a call for a customer. It's the wife. She calls up and she says, I've just come back from out of town. My toilet's clogged and I got to get ready for work, right? It's, it's urgent for her. And so we had an opening. We got right over there. And I go over there and auger her toilet and I pull back a wad of feminine products and condoms. And I always try to be discreet about it. So I have my gloves on and I grab them off the end of the yeah, auger with my gloves. In the trash, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I grab them off the end of the auger with my gloves and I flip my glove inside out. And she was like, what was on there? What was clogging it? And I'm like, ah, oh, you don't want to see it, you know? And she's like, well, I want to know what was clogging it. And I'm like, well, um, you might not want to be flushing feminine products and condoms down the toilet. They got stuck in there. And she stops and she goes, I don't use feminine products and we don't use condoms. And the husband is like awkwardly backing out of the door. <laughs> Keep in mind, she just got home from like Being a business trip, right? Yeah. And so my awkward ass i'm like well i'm gonna go up and fill out an invoice and come back in like it hadn't all quite hit me yet yeah. you know no so, you're
1: just in mode. you're just in plumbing mode yeah well, and, that's, and that's so, just mitch
2: too like just that it's gonna hit here in a second yeah, yeah so so yeah. i go
0: out and get all the invoice prepped up and everything else and i come back in and they're having like a stare down right mm. i have no doubt that there was one hell of a lawn sale going on at that house that day like or all like his shit was out in the up. front you come <laughs> back
2: next month and it's like a family first call
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> charity call. So.
2: You you like you spawned a family first <laughs> call that oh my day. God. Yeah, nah, Shoot, I
0: Austin just this afternoon, heard a story about one of the worst interviews I ever had.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: shut that motherfucker down. <laughs>
0: this this guy uh he's applying for us and, and he's got check mark that he was a prior felon on his application and uh, you can't discriminate against felons. However, there are certain jobs that they can and can't do. Right.
1: Yeah. So and, you, you can ask them what was your felony? Yeah. And so because I, if you, if, if, if they're a sex offender, they can't go to the, um, they can't go the to the preschool, preschool. Right. when you have a call. So you, you have to be able to ask them that.
0: Yeah. And so I asked him, you know, what can you, can you elaborate on the nature of your felony? And he goes, well, do I have to? And I'm like, well, Let's just be honest. If it's if it has anything to do with like robbery or theft, well, I can't employ you at all because we're like we're going into people's homes, right? And um, and he says, well, the courts will tell you I pushed her, but I swear the bitch jumped out of the car. <laughs> You're hired, bro. And that interview ended promptly. Like, oh, oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> if he ever gets hired, Danielle, hey, can you ride along with so and so today?
0: Yeah. I was
1: I don't know why you didn't hire him. What uh, if she did jump?
0: He pushed. No, He pushed a woman out of a moving car. I'm sorry. That's a mentally unstable would, individual. We're going
1: to use for like you for our mail delivery mean, service. I think you mean a mentally stable male who had had enough shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let uh, me had guess. Enough. Did she
0: have red hair? I <laughs> <laughs> guarantee she had red hair. He would had enough. Be like, yeah, he should, I say that
1: as uh, my dad's a redhead, my brother's a redhead, my brother-in-law's a redhead. They're all crazy as hell. Yeah. If you have red hair, you're
0: crazy. I'm married to one. I know. Firsthand.
1: Yeah, the whole point of this fucking half of this yeah. episode.
0: Well, if you want to keep thinking she runs it, then go ahead. She does. We'll and apply
1: you're passive aggressive, <laughs> and she's crazy, and somehow it works. I don't get it. Imagine like <laughs> but if it first, just is what it is. Imagine if
2: like a certain felony charge would actually help you out and work. Like the whole pushing out of the car. That's like. Like a pizza delivery person.
0: Yeah, like or, possession I mean, with the intent to distribute. That is yeah. one hell of a salesman. You yeah. are hired.
1: Yeah, hire that person. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you sell, man? I move four pounds of weed a week. <laughs> Sold, bitch. You're yeah. on.
0: Sign up. Yep. Yep. Let's talk about your people skills. You got them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. <laughs>
1: Let's talk about. Um, What's funny is that's legal you, now, so you can't accept cash.
2: But you're <laughs> yeah. When I worked at McDonald's, there was a lady that was a recovering, like, meth, either like meth or cocaine addict, yeah, meth addict, and our manager, our own J.M., loved her and kept her in the drive-thru, because, man, she moved cars. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. They're already
2: sped up. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I mean, we'll use you.
0: Well, I think that wraps it up for the show. That's
2: discrimination. Is it? I don't know. Dude, you get your burger faster. Yeah. Preach, <laughs> like hey, I don't care. I mean, as long as I have my burger, like you know,
1: I want the method to the you, drive-through. You
0: don't want the skinny chef at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. If the chef is skinny, you're at a bad restaurant. No, right? I want the fat guy. Yeah.
1: I want the the guy that's tasting
0: everything. If you go to a Chinese buffet,
2: you you want your Chinese people doing it. You don't want the Mexicans in the back.
0: Yeah, it's like getting attacked. That is racist (laughs) as shit.
1: He's going to have to bleep that
0: out. Yeah, probably. You can't say that. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) I just don't understand why all Chinese restaurants are conveniently located next to a pet store. It's weird.
2: Leftover
1: dog's delicious. Well,
2: I say that because you go to Chinatown and all the the
1: people you see are Hispanic. Did you ever watch The Patriot? Yeah. They get those dogs, and they're like, what are we going to do with them? Let's eat them. Yeah. The guy freaks out, and he's like, no, dog's a good meal. What that's, are you talking that's about?
0: Good. That's good meat. Yeah. So. Dude, you got
1: to eat, and it's cold. That dog's dead. hmm I'm skinning that bro up. Well, I went to the food safety course huge. for, like, when I used to work at Trip,
2: and they showed, <laughs> like, <laughs> they showed like the, the behind the scenes of, like, some of the Chinese restaurants, and they have, like, full-on apartments with, like, a pet, and they're just, like, living back there, and they're like, yeah, you can't.
0: That happens here.
2: Live in the back of these restaurants.
0: No, that happens here all the time. Mm -hmm. You go into a Chinese restaurant, there's going to be a back room with a bed in it.
2: There's like a middle school girl who's like doing her homework, like in between, like taking orders and like babysitting her like three younger brothers. Yeah. And she's smarter than half the kids that go to our schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she's doing her homework. She's, about, she's like programs the iPhone I'm going to get
1: next year.
0: She's more disciplined and has more work ethic. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. So, nice hmm right. to be nice That about that wraps, wraps up the show. Up. We have to Let's, edit.
1: Austin's awesome, so gonna have to edit the last 20 minutes <laughs> of that fucking episode. If I have to edit
2: that, you have to edit. We have to edit your Mexican catapult story. <laughs>
0: No, we're still selling churros at the border, <laughs> launching illegal immigrants over. I'm that's not, just happening.
1: That's not racist. I'm trying to make money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, this is totally different. I don't yeah. care that they're Mexican. Doesn't <laughs> that bother me any. It's just a positioning.
1: Yeah, it's just I'm trying to make money.
0: That's so, all. All right. Well. um as this show fell apart here in the final minutes. Um, If you guys guys liked this show, if this show brought you value, if there was any good nuggets of information in this show, do us a favor and help share the show with uh, somebody else who you might think would also love the show. So until next time, guys, we will see you later. Love you guys. Peace. (laughs)